and I also love how we never actually know what we're going to talk about until we actually start going, and then... Reclaimed Audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 24 for April 20th, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Stu Morrison, the godfather Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Luis Gonzalez, Trustin Timber, and Sean Petty. How are you guys? What's cooking? Oh, you know. What do I know? Tell me. Well, I was thinking that you said Sean Petty, and I was I was thinking of the the rock guy. Uh, what's his name? Petty. Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. Yeah. yeah. And then so the song uh, "Last Dance with Mary Jane" went into my head immediately when you said uh, Sean Petty. I was thinking "Last Dance with Mary Jane," and then I remembered the video, and I don't. I never got the video. I never got the video because I thought the song. Had, oh wait, should we be talking about a song? Did Music we, has been our thing for the last few weeks, so by all means. Uh, well, okay, so what? do you guys know the video? Did you see the video? No, no I, I just think about uh, what, what, Don't Come Around Here No More, that, that Alice in Wonderland video with the cake. It's like so disturbing. Well, Last Dance with Mary Jane was with uh, the blonde actress. I'm trying to remember her name. Um, I think, uh, anyway, a really pretty blonde actress. Ellen Barkin. Uh, I can't remember which. No, it's not Ellen Barkin. It was almost like um, um, the movie 10, uh, Bo Derek. But it wasn't oh, yeah. Derek, but it was a blonde, a, a, an amazing blonde actress, big in her day. But she played like this corpse in this music video, and he's actually yeah. last dance with Mary Jane. He's holding, she's just acting like she's a corpse. I never got the video because the song I thought was like you know growing up and this hot girl in a little town. No, last dance with Mary Jane means the last time you do drugs. I thought it just it was just about this you know cute girl in a small town. The boys were all like, oh man, she's cool and. I don't. I don't want to be the first one to tell you this, but Mary Jane is code for pot. Well, I knew that, <laughs> but I thought maybe it really was Mary Jane. That's Kim Basinger or Bassinger, however you pronounce Bassinger, it. Bassinger, yes. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. I googled it. I cheated sometimes. Like my wife and I would be like, "Oh, who is that person?" We'll be like, "Don't go to your phone," you know, because you want to try and figure it out on your own, like we used to have to. <laughs> but that time I cheated. I just looked it up. I'm blessed. Let's just keep going uh, farther away. I'm blessed in the fact that even though Casey's a, a little bit younger than I am, I can try and do that to her, the whole trivia thing. Like, oh, do you know who that guy is? Do you know what movie he was in? And thinking it's way before her time, right? Oh, no, she knows right off the top. Boom. Gets me every time. <laughs> Too funny. Mm. Uh, anyways, what were, uh, intros. We haven't even finished the intro yet. We're already, like, sidetracked. going <laughs> 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 be a good one. Who's got something they're working on? So my thought is very soon I am going to be able to make stuff again. And um, having been very careful, my next project, I mentioned it on the Maritime Show. If anybody who's listening didn't watch it, you should watch it and give those guys some love. I found a stereo cabinet, an old console stereo cabinet. And I am going to upcycle that into a terrarium critter cage type thing for uh, the two bearded dragons that I bought, of which when they get full grown at a year, they're 24 inches from tail to uh, head each. So I got to make something fairly big and I don't want it just to be a big gigantic fish tank. So I'm going to turn this piece of furniture and upcycle it into a terrarium type thing for my bearded dragons when they get bigger. And that'll be my first video, video back into the real world of making stuff. Aren't you both excited for me? Super, super excited. Yeah, I, I don't want to tell you how to live your life or what to do, but <laughs> I would love to see, I'm just saying personally, what I would love to see is some something that goes outside of the box, like literally, like some type of tube, you know, like those hamster runs. Ooh, oh, you like know? the old hamster habit trails. Yeah, like something that like, I mean, obviously PVC, you can't see through it. So you'd have to find something you can see through, but then also put probably breathing holes so they don't die in there. But um, but it would be really cool if there was some kind of like. Did you ever see the movie Brazil? It's Terry Gilliam. It was like this like kind of. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, but <laughs> it, there's all this duct work in the movie that was almost like a character, and I just loved that, like the ducts. Well, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be round, but I could make no. in the same in the same venue is connected to it. They can go from like the bottom of the tank to the top of the tank because it's going to be fairly tall by by going up this little climbing thing that you can see kind of like the old um well the hamster habit trail but also what came to mind was did you guys ever do ant farms when you were a kid 
Yeah. A little plastic thing. You can see the actual tunnels and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, this is awesome. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting to see. And then also, I mean, because I guess those things in the the wild would like climb trees and stuff. Uh, Well, they're a desert type of animal. But yes, they do love to climb. So yeah. I will have so some might... large branches and rocks, and I mean it's 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 going to be super cool when it, the structure itself. I'm going to be proud. I already know I'm going to be proud because if it looks half as good outside of my head as it does in my head, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and then once it's decorated as well, you know, putting the the neat things in it, and you have to make it temperature. It has to be warmer in some sections, and it has to be cooler in others, so they can have they can escape the heat. They love the heat, but they need to be able to escape that heat. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's going to be a huge, huge project, and um, but I'm loving this whole uh, Tim Sway influence running my life. I, I I didn't realize I could do that. I'm I may have to call on you again, Phil. I, I think you need to give me some input as well, since I named both. Now, if everybody doesn't know, the dragons <laughs> are called Ziggy Pinsky and Lou Sway for Ziggy Stardust, David Bowie, and um, Lou. Um, Lou Reed, excuse me, Lou Ferrigno? Reed. Ferrigno? Not Lou Ferrigno. Although, Tim, when I see you, I do think of Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Tim, what are you working on? Okay, well, I've got a... <laughs> I, I got a, I'm working on a coffee table. I've got some guitar stuff I've been doing, which has been a lot of fun. But uh, what I'm excited to talk about, and now I'm going to show you two, because we're doing this via a video call, I'm going to show you two what I just did. Um... And, but I don't want you to, to describe it at all because I'm going to make a video and I want it to be a surprise for other people. But I finally got around to modifying my Jimmy DeResta doll. And so okay. this is... <laughs> well, that is something else. I just wanted to hear you guys laugh. But of course, Ziggy Pinsky's muted over here, so you can't no, hear I'm him laughing. laughing. I just see him cracking up. <laughs> No, the other one, loose. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I had to mute myself because I blurted <laughs> out some stuff. But I can just say this. Everybody, nobody on the planet right now is as happy as I am. That's all I can say. <laughs> Seeing what Tim has done to Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> so, I, it probably won't be until next week that I get the video up. But <laughs> I just wanted to, I had to show someone. <laughs> That's too funny. It's just good stuff. It's just, <laughs> it's just good stuff. Yeah, and I will and I will say uh, <laughs> I don't want to reveal too much, but I will say that no chickens were harmed in the making. In the making, but super but, important. But, but, but I should, should but we I say the unmaking of Jimmy Duresta? But un- I did pay a visit to them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel violated for Jimmy right now. I, I, the, the, while I was doing it, there were times that I just I was just like, this isn't right. <laughs> and yet you still did it, and we've seen it. But I persevered. <laughs> Ooh, so that's what I've been up to. Good callback. <laughs> how about, yes, uh, perseverance. How about you, Phil? What have you been up to? Um, I still haven't had a chance to finish editing my uh, bookshelf video, but I'm going to be doing that. Uh, this weekend was my son's birthday party so we got to spend time uh, with friends and family so that was fun Um, and what else did I do oh I put together this little kid craft kitchen for my daughter which was like this uh, it's like this retro 50s kitchen playset thing and it's flat pack and it's insanely hard it takes like three hours to do when you said it took you three hours to put a toy together I was thinking well maybe you're not good at putting things together You might be right, but take a look at my Instagram and you'll see one of the pictures of all of the parts that come out of this box. They're numbered 1 through 79, (laughs) plus the fasteners. (laughs) By the end of it, I swear to God I could build an actual kitchen because it's just a scaled-in version. Did you buy this thing at Ikea? Uh, It looks like it, but no, I didn't buy it. I would never do this. This was someone bought me a chore. That's what that was. Because it sounds like they bought it at Ikea, because that sounds like an like entertainment center you buy from Ikea. 2,000 pieces plus fasteners and uh, one little L-shaped Allen wrench. That's what it was, but I didn't bother <laughs> doing it. Hmm. I, put in the, um, I, I put in a hex, hex screw bit into my impact driver, so that was a little faster. That helps. Yeah, yeah. Santa one year brought Vance this marble track. 
that yeah. was sort of like that. It was just a nightmare. I was, I mean, I was on that thing for like three days. It's and it was my daughter's birthday was last month, and so like we were gonna see the person who gave us the gift. So I was like, I know it's a pain, but I would really appreciate it if you put this together so they'll see that we actually opened the box. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, your, your logic is sound. And uh, the other thing I'm doing is right now I'm building five whiskey boxes. I've got three orders, and I figured I would build two large enough that they could accommodate anything just so I'd be able to have them. And, like, one, you're making three. What's the difference to make five? So um, so I put pictures of that up on my Instagram this weekend. And, uh, yeah, it was really, really busy, but it's great. It's a lot of fun to be in the shop. Good. Let's talk about our topic. And, uh, Tim, I think you're best suited for this one. What uh, What's our topic this week? Well, our topic's a little a little loose, I guess. Uh, uh, well, a little loots? Is that what you said? <laughs> it's a little loots. Our topic's about your bearded dragons, which are calling little loots. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, no, uh, it's, well, th- this week is, uh, this Friday is Earth Day, which, you know, is obviously a near and dear to a lot of people. Um, so I, I wanted to, I don't want to just, like, talk about, like, oh, Earth Day and let's all hug a tree. Um, you know... And, and I understand that some people, you know, I mean, we as, as upcyclists, you know, we do this, you know, environmental thing and, and this and that and the other thing. And I understand other people as upcyclists aren't necessarily doing that for the environment. Sometimes, like me, I actually got started upcycling because I'm a cheapskate. Uh, and, and it just sort of, uh, yeah, I didn't have any money, like, and that was why I started upcycling in the first place. So, no. you know, regardless of what your 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 thoughts or opinions are on, on climate change and all this stuff, that's that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about, like, Earth Day because... There's a lot of reasons to not throw stuff away and to continue to build things out of it, and it's not just the environment. So um, it's okay to continue be a cheapskate and also care a little bit more at the same time. Well, it's it's good to be. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's okay to care and be. You could you could be. Uh, I mean, personally, you could be throwing money out the window and and care. That would be nice too. But or you could do you know be a cheapskate and not care maybe, and you're still. Kind of still works well, the same way. Actually, by not caring, but being a cheapskate, it means you care. You <laughs> may not know you care, but you care. <laughs> okay. But, so, but you know, the the one thing I wanted to do first before we got into our our topic of Earth Day, which I think Bill is actually going to take over on that, was I know that we have listeners to this podcast from all across the United States and all these different corners of of our country. As well as Canada, we even have a member of our podcast who claims he's from Canada, and um, and I we have that. yep okay and uh, we have I know we have listeners in some of the the uh, north countries of Europe uh, as well as uh, we have a Russian listener I know of um, and so anyways what I was curious about well, is let's, let's not also forget the southern hemisphere we've got we've got listeners all over the world boys all we're big in world. Germany big in Germany well, and. Um, in At southern, least two people southern in Germany, America, Germany. South America. South America, yep. And uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, not in, in particular, I wasn't yeah. trying to say it, but yeah, that yeah. one. Um, so anyways, uh, I'm curious. I live in uh, a, a town called Wallingford, Connecticut, and it's a typical suburban community. And, uh, you know, we have a recycling center, and we, we they do single-stream recycling now. And, you know, they do, like, once or twice a year, there's some hazardous, you know, waste collection day or whatever. And there's, you can take your paint to local stores, um, you know, to, to have it disposed of. And, and, and then there's certain stores you can take your shopping bags to because you can't take those to the dump. And then batteries are a big pain in the neck to recycle, which drives me nuts. And I think they should be recycling everywhere. But then I was just up at, uh, in Vermont, in uh, Burlington, Vermont, where my daughter's planning on attending college. And up in this town... In this, on the college campus in particular, they had recycling for everything. Every everywhere they were using plant-based plastics, and they, everything there was like four garbage cans everywhere you went. It was just like this mecca of recycling, and that's only like you know 250 miles from here. It was just this completely different thing. It wasn't this hassle. It was like everywhere you went, you could separate your stuff, and there's so much less waste. Um, so I'm curious about, and I know Europe is way ahead of America in a lot of ways with a lot of that stuff because they don't have the space for the landfills that we have. Um, so I'm just curious, I would love for everybody to either on, on, uh, our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com on our SoundCloud page, you can leave comments, which is soundcloud.com backslash reclaimedaudiopodcast. We have a, uh, Twitter, Twitter account, which is probably something like reclaimed audio. <laughs> yeah. It's at reclaimed audio. Or if you're private, you can just send us an email info at, 
uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Right. We're doing a global search. We want people to write to us and tell us what their community is like. Say where your community is, you know, like what country or part of the country or whatever, and, and how good you feel your area does at recycling. Um, if you, you know, if you think you're one of the, the good ones that has like the, you know, the four garbage cans in every corner for, for sorting, or if it's one of the ones where they just all just still goes in a hole and they burn it every once in a while, you know, we're just kind of curious of, uh, I, I want to kind of get a feel of what people see in their communities and what, what they think is good and what they think could be better and what they think really sucks. Um, because I'm curious and then I'm hoping that we'll get enough emails in that maybe next week I can just sort of talk about some of the, the information that we got. Well, see, this, this is really interesting because... I, I feel like I'm middle of the road when it comes to caring, which I do care, and I care more and more every day. But, I mean, I, I don't know that I understand exactly what is going on in, in my area. So in California, I know that the reputation is that California is pretty green. Mm. They at least try to – you hear about it on the news. So locally, I can say that, yeah, we have the, the blue, green, and the brown can. So your, your plastics and your recyclables go in one regular landfill goes in another and then your compostables go in another i also know we have a hazardous waste material recycling centers that if you have old house paints and stuff like that um in my town you're allowed so much that you can take they'll take it for free if it's too much and they start charging you i know that they have e-waste centers all over the place Mm. um just looking on i I, just as an experiment i googled um green bay area and what came up in the google search was a lot of construction companies now are using green materials, you know, so welcome to the Sonoma County Green Business Program, blah, 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 and, you know, Green Builders of America. I mean, it's, so it's all these recycle works and, and things like that, which I never really thought about that. So even if you don't know, if you're out there and you want to give us some feedback, even if you don't know exactly what that is, don't hesitate to say, well, I know I got my blue can, you know, or if there's something more specific, because I'm going to kind of look into this now. This is kind of interesting. I didn't realize that there is programs and stuff that go on other than your curbside garbage. You know, one of the, my biggest pet peeves for recycling is that in my town, and I can't find anywhere in my state where I can recycle batteries. Now, you know, just like A, C, D, you know, 9-volt batteries. And there's all sorts of, like, valuable materials in batteries. Like, we know this, that there's, like, these, like, nice metals and stuff that are in there. But See, there's nowhere where I can recycle these darn things. And, uh, and so I save them in my house because I, I always, like, figure that at some point in time, there's going to be this, until it gets to the point where there's this box that I can barely lift myself with batteries because we have, like, remote control cars. And, and I do use, as much as I can, I use the rechargeable batteries, and they don't last forever. Um, but, and then, you know, I... I just ended up throwing a bunch of them away. I, I, I took them to my recycling center. We changed companies. Like, hey, I got all these batteries. Isn't that awesome? They're like, yeah, they go in the dumpster. <sighs> well, I, I can tell you a little trick, Tim. Um, go to any one of your automobile um, people that say, if they sell them, they get rid of them. Ask them where they do it. And a lot well, of times it can be expensive. That, but most places will take batteries. Like I know for me at my work, we call up and we get rid of all of our uh, fluorescent bulbs. We have to recycle. Yeah, we um, can do that. All of that stuff. But for batteries, they actually... They pay you for it because that's a lot of lead. Once they clean it and do their thing for it, you're basically recycling lead, which is a metal, which has got some value. Well, yeah, car batteries are easy to res- to do around here, but these little batteries, nobody wants to deal with them. Just like the double A's. And, and, uh, oh, I see. I, um, do you have a Radio Shack? Do you know what Radio Shack is? <laughs> yeah, we, they exist here. Uh, and uh, I have They'll not... I have not tried them. I will try them next. But now when we were just up at uh, the, in uh, Burlington, Vermont, looking at the college, they had actually in one of the things they had we saw more than once was like a battery recycling place. And I was like, uh, finally, I was like, well, now whenever Maddie comes home to visit on spring break, we can give her all our damn batteries and go have her <laughs> throw them out of there. Also, for Welcome home. Batteries. Here's a bag of batteries. Exactly. <laughs> Any of your big office supply stores like Staples and Office Depot, things like that, they'll take batteries as well. Or they have a program that they'll take them. Yeah, and here's another good one. Uh, you talk about electronic waste, um, like computers and stuff that uh, right. a lot of times the secondhand stores, like Goodwill, for instance, well, take, even if they're non-working, you can go to the donation center and be like, this is non-working. And so they don't try to sell it. They know to just put it into the – and they'll take them right to the e-waste facility for you. See, we can keep going with this, like appliances, you know, your washers and dryers and uh, yeah. refrigerators, things like that. God, there's a lot of recycling that goes on. In California, I know there's a huge business that people will come out to your house and take a lot of stuff for free because they make money off of scrappers. it. Scrappers. Yeah. Yeah, scrappers. Yeah. Right. Satellite dishes, by the way. Still need one. 
I, I know. <laughs> that they, they recycle those so well, Tim still can't find one. I went to my there's a there's a scrap metal place right down the street from my shop. And uh and I was like thinking, I was like, Oh, I wonder if he has any and I and I pulled in and um because I brought some of my scrap metal there when I, it gets to the point where I have so much, I'm like, all right, I gotta get rid of some of this and I got, I think, thirty cents. <laughs> for it. Yeah, well, they, but, by the um, pound or the ton, they're 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 buying it. It was, yeah, I think it was thirty cents a ton. <laughs> but um, no, I, I so I pull up and I ask the guy. I was like, hey, you know those satellite dishes? Do you ever get any of those? He's like, I just crushed one like ten minutes ago. I'm like, how crushed? He's like, you don't want it. I'm like, All right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna come back next week. Don't crush it, okay? You know. When you see, like, there's, like, six of them on every roof, and there's no wires running to them, but I just don't want to climb up there. I saw one right near my shop, and it's going to go knock on the lady's door, but they had a lot of no trespassing signs. It was, like, right, <laughs> on, it was like right on a tree in front of the house, and there's, like, all the wires are cut. You can see them. They're, like, six inches long, and they're, like, literally just cut. And I was, like, oh, that's my satellite dish. It's just, like, just waiting to be picked. And, uh, and then I... There's, like, dogs barking and the chain link fence. I was, like, all right, forget it. it just, okay, sidetrack. You know how I get... If you're bored, you want to have some fun, good-natured fun, um, maybe even after a few libations, call up, like, Dish Network or something like that, you know, like, that actually provides satellite service to your home. But don't ask to get the service. Ask them if they sell you satellite dishes. Like, go through the whole phone thing, you know, customer service, get the sales department, you finally wait on hold. You get that one customer, hi, my name is Joanne, how can I help you? Say, yes, I'm interested in getting a satellite dish. Oh, this package, that package. All right, maybe that's kind of mean. And then just say, no, I just want to actually buy a used one. Do you guys sell used dishes? I'm a recycler, and I'm an upcycler. My name's Tim Sway. Yeah. Spoken like a guy who doesn't have kids. Oh, <laughs> yeah, don't have kids. Yeah, none of those things. <laughs> none of those things. I wanted to ask you, Phil, to tell us where you're at, and then I wanted to move on because we don't want to make this whole podcast about this. Yeah. Um as far as I know and my understanding of it is, is we are a single stream. Like I put all of my recyclables into the one big blue bin. Um, mm-hmm. the, the one complaint I would have about my municipality is that w- once that blue bin is full and we fill it up on a regular basis, like I can't recycle anymore. So I have to hold on to it until they dump it and then, and then I'm starting off the week with a half full bin again. They won't take anything because it's like a, a truck that drives by with a robotic uh, robotic arm that mm-hmm. lifts it and dumps it in and then just keeps on driving. But either they got to do something to make it easier. Otherwise, I know people are just going to throw it out. Well, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, because I say I know what I used to do that was really convenient for me. Once I recycled the blue bin full, I just started to recycle the brown bin full. But apparently that's bad. You're not supposed yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, because when it's mixed up, then they won't they won't do it. Like they they just throw it all away and yeah. I know that's the same speech I got from my wife. No, but what I was gonna say, and I spoke to my wife about this morning, is I would buy the bigger bins, like the bigger, but they're like two hundred dollars, and I'm like, guys, you got to make this easier for me. And I think that's the biggest point out of all of this is if if there's gonna be widespread adoption and we want this to be a bigger, more prevalent thing, then the towns the cities they have to make it much much easier for people to get a hold of the stuff necessary to to participate like i would buy a bigger one but you can't make it two hundred dollars it ain't happening it's free to throw my stuff out in the garbage yeah that's actually it's money making for them it's not free it's they make money off of your garbage so well they make more money off your recyclables yeah exactly i mean yeah yeah they should yeah they shouldn't be uh that's that's ridiculous so i don't know that's just my two cents Right to your king or whatever you have up there. We have uh, <laughs> we have we have the Duke of Quebec. We've got a Duke. I, we live in a duchy. <laughs> yeah. So when people drive past us, we say to pass the duchy. Yeah. <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, no horrible joke. Sorry. Um, no, it's that's great. At first, I thought you said pass the doobie, and that's and that's well, a, that's a CD, right? Video of the Doobie Brothers. I love that. Can we go back to music? I love the Doobie Brothers. Yep, me too. I grew um, up on that. A couple more drinks, I'll do my Michael McDonald impersonation. Ooh. <laughs> if I was drinking yes. right now, I'd do my Ronald McDonald impression. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Me neither. <laughs> it's going to be a creepy pl- clown for the rest of the episode. I know. <laughs> Bill, why don't you talk about uh, your, your part here that you want to introduce? Yeah. Well, I thought, you know, okay, because I want to make sure that we include everybody, and not everybody is as passionate as um, 
others when it comes to Green Earth Day and recycling and stuff. But there's a lot of things that we do as upcyclists and reclaimers and repurposators that, like I think we mentioned this earlier, it may not you may not be intending to, but it's a really green thing to do. And I thought, what what can you think of? You know, if you also wanted to write in and you couldn't, th- <laughs> somebody repurposed the Jimmy Duresta doll, and I want so bad to say what he did because he's waving it in my face right now. But uh, but anyway, so if if you can't write in and tell us what about your your municipalities, um, let's get some feedback on something you're making, a project you're working on that could that's helping. And can you do this by this coming Friday? That's Earth Day, you know. And what would it be? I'm I'm going to I don't know if I'll be able to actually start on my project my upcycle project but uh, we talked about it my 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 uh, tiny little terrarium world for bearded uh, dragons Tim uh, do you have a project you can pop out by this Friday that would be a, an upcycle save the planet unintentional awesomeness you know I don't I don't know if I could do it by this Friday but I know that at my house we are pretty ardent at uh you know uh at recycling and uh one of the things that's on my list for this year is to make a compost section in our backyard and we don't have like a huge lot we're in a half acre and there's a hill so we're kind of been debating like where to put it and um but we kind of settled on we want to put it we know where we want to put it and what we're going to do is try to do an enclosed compost section um so it have like a lid on it and it won't be stinky is the idea um because originally I was thinking I'd just like basically dig a hole in the ground somewhere, but uh, you know they they there's ways of doing it where you have a smaller. It doesn't have to be huge. We're we're not a large consuming family and we're not eating a lot of steaks over here because we're vegetarians. So it's you know it's just gonna be like banana peels or whatever. <laughs> but it could be something you actually build. So an above ground compost. Yeah. So I'm gonna take. I have all that cedar I just got recently from a fence job that my neighbor, the fence company, tore down, and I'm gonna build a little, just like a three foot square box in my yard um that's gonna have a lid no 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 you're not you're you're tim sway and we have a friend called uh, izzy swan and i think we need to combine you and izzy swan and i think the best composters out there are almost like a cement mixer and you can actually spin them to keep that the what's inside it it keeps it moving It, it composts better so i think you need to design some kind of a box for composting that you can actually turn with the crank maybe and spin it, you know what I mean, like a cement mixer. Well, you know, I was thinking of using a shovel, but that does seem so 19th century. Yeah, boring, hello. <laughs> I, as you were saying it, I was picturing the, you know, like a riverboat, you know, the big paddle the big, wheel. You know, yes. Yeah, the big paddle wheel in the back of a riverboat. I was picturing putting one of those into this thing because you got to put like a thousand worms in there or something. I guess that's like the main ingredient. I haven't really done the research, but well, it, yeah, it's it's what you know, the worm you know goes in and it comes back out good for yeah, your plants. worms make dirt so right you know. but um so you know uh, but if, if you had like a four just like four paddles like on a paddle boat and a crank on the outside of the box so you right. just have the basically like four like a four split four-way split of this dirt and food and worms and there was a soft enough edge so you're not you know slicing worms in half every time you spin <laughs> around you know although i guess apparently they will become two worms if you do that yeah but, just um, buy 500 and yeah. cut them all in half <laughs> You'll have a thousand little little I told worms. you, I'm a cheapskate first, upcyclist. You know, so you, if environmental you to, second. You could only you'd only need to buy maybe like 150, 200, because worms have seven hearts, so you can cut them up six times. Yeah. Yep. There's something I did not know. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I remember that from like seventh grade biology class. We had to cut them open. If you cut them in the right spot, they'll they'll become new worms. But I'm not going to do that. Surprisingly, I'm just going to just right. get some worms and. <laughs> Well, but, I mean, but rest assured that you have a one in seven chance of not killing the worm if you happen to make the, the Mac Daddy composterator with blades inside that happens to slice a worm. So you're not only being good for the you're upcycling worms. You are reclaiming <laughs> worms. Right, this is fruitful. awesome. That's why you're the, you're the king, Tim. We love you. We just do. You're, you're the Duke of re- upcycling, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Dropping science on those worms. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Phil, what about you, man? Is there anything you can do this week in honor of Earth Day, something you can recycle, per, per, re, redo to, to build, make? Because we're not only upcyclists, we are makers at heart. That's what we do. We make. We make people smile. We make music. I don't actually do that. I sing a lot, though. But anyway, Phil, what, what, what do you got? What do you got? Well, you definitely make me smile, that's for sure. Aww. Uh, almost everything that I make is... is uh, is reclaimed, upcycled, whatever. Like I'm, I, my, uh, what's it called again? My, the video that I just put, actually, no, I haven't put it out yet. Right. The one that I'm editing and going to put out, you'll see, I take apart essentially this, um, this shelving unit that was all plywood that I took from my buddy's house. He was going to toss it out. So I said, no, give me that. It's all good plywood. Nice. And, and I turned it into, um, I turned it into like a bookshelf ladder for my daughter. But the thing for Earth Day that I want to make is an up, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to have time to make it for Earth Day, but I'm still going to make it in honor of Earth Day. I'm going to make like an outdoor enclosure, I think, for larger recyclables. So like all the boxes that I would normally cut up, then I'll just put them there. That way I can leave the bin empty for the small stuff that I don't want to have to handle. Nice. Mm. Yeah. And then maybe the cardboard I can just stuff into my neighbor's uh, bins on recycling day. So, you know, if it's still there's still room in theirs, that's what I'll do. Well, and, and let's all agree, too, that for us, at least, Earth Day is every day. <laughs> I don't acknowledge that. <laughs> I sound good when I want to, don't I? Yeah, man, you must want to all the time then. Um, what's next? That was a compliment, by the way. I know, I, and I'm, I'm just not used to them at all, so that's great. You're like, hey, wait a second, what does he really mean? <laughs> he's up to something um, uh, Phil you had mentioned when we were talking about this topic about just like awareness in general and so maybe we could throw that call out too like like for instance I do not know how to get rid of these batteries in my yeah. area and I thought I tried everything and then Mr. Lutz here and all his infinite wisdom just like threw out like, <laughs> like, like four places to try that I hadn't tried yet so that I can do more and it's like, there is that part where you're like, you know what, this is a hassle. I'll just throw them away. But we can do a little bit better than that, I think. I don't think that we, we should settle for that, that that quickly. See, on the topic of awareness, you know, it starts very small. Like, you know, even if the awareness that you're raising doesn't have to be the whole communities. It could be, like, your spouses. You know, like, my wife, for example, didn't really grow up that way. So we're, like, it, there was an emphasis on recycling or anything like that. So she just instinctively throws things out. And then I'll see things in the garbage. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? She's mm. like, what do you mean? I'm like, you could mm. recycle this. This could go in the recycling. So then I'll go and I'll pick things out. And then, you know, I see over time that she's like adopting the, the easy measures that I'm putting into place. So my whole point about recycling is just start as small as you possibly can. And then, you know, just let it grow from there. Well, something else to be aware of, uh, since we're talking about awareness, because it's the opposite for me and Casey. Casey, born and raised in San Francisco, she knows a little bit more about um, being a little bit nicer to the planet than I do. And uh, it's it's been seven years of me learning more every day. But exactly, Phil, like you said, starting small, one thing she gets on me about, even though we put LED every bulb in our house is LED. Mm-hmm. If I walk out of a room, she instinctively knows to just automatically yell, turn off the light. <laughs> but it's it's seriously, I mean, that one little thing is, is actually part of Earth Day. That's part of conservation. That's part oh, of using sure. a little, you know what I mean? So, yeah, being aware of just that. I mean, if you walk out of the shop and you know you, you've got to go do something for a while, shut it down if you're not going to come right back. You know, when you, when you leave, get done. Make sure the lights are turned off and and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so, yeah, being aware is just, it, it, it's funny. I mean, it, there's so much that ties into making and, and awareness, even if you're not an upcyclist per se. It, a regular woodworker really does do a lot of upcycling or reclaiming in, in a way because every woodworker I know has a bin of stuff that they keep and they will reuse for, I mean, there's right there. You know, we, we all do it. We just don't know it. We have, boys, we have a bigger impact on the planet than we even know. <laughs> that was movie trailer voice. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know uh, uh, Joel Joel Crawford just put up. Uh, oh, sorry if you don't want your last name in a podcast, Joel, but too late. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just put up a picture recently of his trash bin at his shop, and he was like, "I have the prettiest trash around. 
I wish Tim Sway lived closer because like I become like the the patron saint of like you know dumpster diving or something in our our little community of, of woodworkers, um, and and it's true like and again like like um, like Jay had you know a few months ago he put up that picture of his dumpster and he's like oh Tim come get it you know like here's this stuff and and you know and and uh, I feel bad for the guy that wants to find something good in my dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, but it's like there, we we all have that. Like he's throwing this stuff away, and he doesn't want to throw it away because he knows that there's like a pen turner is gonna, you know, have a field day with this bin. And right. uh, and I think that's something that I would like to do. And I mentioned it before, like a few months ago, and I'm mentioning it again now because that's will maybe drive, uh, you know, the fuel to the fire if I say it out loud again. And I need help though because I'm. Uh, I'm strapped as it is, man. I'm barely getting anything done. But I would love to see, to create some network of doing this, of like, you know, guy with a dumpster, guy that wants a dumpster. How do we connect these two? I mean, obviously there's Craigslist and there's freecycle.org and there's all these places, but like, come on, who lives near Joel? He's in Georgia, I believe. Like, who's down there that makes pens? There's got to be someone that's within an hour drive that would go and like love to have this stuff. Maybe, maybe one of you would know the answer to this question, just that specifically, uh, pen blanks, which is kind of what you're talking about, which are just small pieces of nice wood. And mm-hmm. like Joel was saying, he's got he, he's got small scraps of nice wood, not pallet wood. We're talking... Yeah, no, nice stuff. Night. Right. So would it be worth... Been in business for years. Would it be worthwhile if anybody's listening, I don't know, that, that would be willing to pay shipping for Joel to box up some of it and ship it to him? I mean, would that yeah. be cost effective as far as like if you had to go out and buy blanks or you know what I'm saying but hey for the cost of shipping I can send Joel a self-addressed stamp box with you know 20 bucks in it and I can have $60 worth of pen blanks yeah that's that's why we start going down the rabbit hole now with like the footprint of the truck well maybe just for our audience because we have the best audience on the planet so oh yeah yeah that's a good I mean, point, but I don't know the price of wood to be able to tell you. Like, I've never bought blanks. I have no idea. Maybe you could we, get, like, I don't know, a whole tree for 20 bucks. It's not always about the price, though. I mean, because we know that we can go to the big box store down the street that put all the smaller stores out of business and buy something for really cheap. But is that the best way to go? You know, no, I mean, of course not. But I don't think you can buy this kind of stuff at the big box store. Well, no, I don't think they sell walnut pen blanks. <laughs> no. So maybe even instead of worrying about the cost, I bet you if anybody's interested in, in helping Joel not throw away pen blanks, contact him. If there's any, and just because or we're us, mentioning Joel. Contact us and we'll contact him. Yeah. Contact Joel and say, hey, man, I, I would like to take those from you and make some commemorative Earth Day pen blanks extraordinary badassedness. And we'll even put a link to Joel's contact information because I know he doesn't do videos, but he does have his website and contact information. Now, you know what? I'm going to read his phone number out loud right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joel, you're welcome, by the way, yeah. brother. We love you. Call Joel. Social security number. Um, Here's his home number. Four, yes. three, yeah. two, nine. Uh, actually, I have his credit card right here. Incidentally. <laughs> I wonder if um, Joel's got LifeLock. <laughs> you know, the LifeLock guy got hacked. Just saying. Come on, really? <laughs> yeah, he did. Somebody, somebody had to prove a point. Yeah, well, yeah. this was the funniest story ever. He put out his social security or social. What do you guys call it? Social security number yeah. on the uh, on online. I that was part of the that. marketing. He said, yeah. "You know what? I believe in my product so much. Here's my social security number. You can't hack me." I think within 48 hours, the guy was hacked, and they turned him into some kind of like a Guatemalan criminal or something. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Now, doesn't he drive around with a truck that says that, and he says, I'll pay anybody a million dollars if that – or no, he insures, he insures his product up to a million dollars. No, yeah. I think he's now the truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that not was a smart old, move. Brother Pinsky. That was yeah. – no. well, if, if that guy wants a job, he can go to Joel's shop and pick up those pen blanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, I was not disparaging truck drivers. My father was a truck driver for 10 years, okay? So I have nothing but respect for those boys. I'm oh, just absolutely. saying that was a stupid marketing move. <laughs> oh, man. So we're not putting down truck drivers, just marketers. Oh, no, that's <laughs> yes. you, Phil. Never mind. Yes. Sorry. I, you, absolutely. Phil. I will put down bad marketers for mm. sure. You know, I, this uh, to, to get off the putting people down, thing, <laughs> this, this whole conversation ties into two things I'm working on right now. Uh, one is uh, Vance's into turning pens. 
Um, and so we've got, we're going to have a Vance Maker video coming up sometime within the next few weeks or month or whatever about pen turning. We've, we've started filming a little bit, but we're going to try and do this epic thing with lots of pens, not just one. Um, okay. And the other is scrap wood. And I have a video that I'm going to probably upload tonight when we're done doing this podcast. It'll be up this week. Of uh, I had a bunch of kids come to my shop and I cut up all my little bits of scrap wood into little cubes and stuff and had them make art with them. Um, and so I have that video done and I'm, I just have to upload it. I've been like inundating the web with videos. I kind of like I've just had so many things going up. Well, uh, we appreciate it. Well, eh, yeah, I don't know. You say that now. <laughs> no, trust me. I've been saying that for quite a while, Mr. Sway. But uh, yeah, so that'll be going up too. Uh, so it's just like this whole conversation is like, oh yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to the past couple of weeks. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Do we want to talk about what we're watching? Oh, I would love to talk about what we're watching. What are you yeah. watching, Bill? Oh, you mean now? Well, yeah. oh, let me tell you, Phil. <laughs> I am watching, you know, every now and again, we get the honor and the privilege to be associated with, indirectly, other amazing makers. Did you know that there's other makers out there that have podcasts? Never heard really? of it. Do tell. I, I swear, the Dusty Life podcast has Mr. Kyle Toth, amazing Mm. maker, has Brian McCauley, another amazing maker, and it also has um, Mr. Sean Rubino. And that, fellas, is who I've been watching. Did you know that Sean Rubino, I I don't even know if he knows. He is an upcycler. He is a repurposator. He is a reclaim guy. He does everything from... He made a a video a while back for his, his son's first tooth that was going to fall out. So he made a little wooden box for that tooth. It's just amazing. At the same time, the last video he made was a complete woodworking uh, extravaganza of he turned a lidded box on the lathe. He also has a video where he showed you how to patina steel. Steel, boys, my my lovely uh, material that I love so much. And then he also made a wall sconce. Get this. He, another video. The man made a wall sconce from a glass insulator. That's right. Is that not recycling oh, or cool. a purpose? That's upcycle purposating. That's amazing. I so like check out Sean Rubino. He's a super cool guy. Really good videos. He did some, um, for his daughter's headboard, I believe, some inlay work. That was just cherry blossom wood inlay, like straight up amazing woodworking stuff. That was awesome. Um, let's let's like and subscribe. And uh, he's an up-and-coming small little guy that needs our love just like, well, all of us <laughs> here, but yeah, uh, another podcaster that needs some love and, and listen to their podcast, the dusty life and uh, Sean Rubino. That's who I've been watching. Cool. Word. I, I like the idea of that, um, that, that little box for his kid's tooth. I mean, I'm not there yet, but that is really, really cool. I'm going to have to check uh, that out. Yeah. That one. I, and I don't have kids, man, but that was pretty darn cool. I mean, that's good to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We have this, uh, this plastic one that, came from the dentist or something that and in, in true upcycling fashion was actually Madeline's when she was a little girl. <laughs> so we rinsed it out a couple times, I guess, over the years. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, but it's definitely like, yeah, it would be nice if it was something, you know, a little nicer, you know. Well, you're using it like an heirloom, so I guess it's passing now the test. Now it is. Okay, yeah. wait a minute. I do have something I can say that I did. Do you remember the when you had to buy a camera film and it came in that little plastic tub? <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Yes. I use that for my late puppy. She passed away last year before I got my new puppy. Hmm. But when she was a puppy, I actually saved her baby teeth, and I used that little film container thing and kept it in there. And I have her puppy teeth and a couple of her whiskers that fell out as well. That's dogs right. Have, I'm in the club. Dogs have baby teeth? I they didn't know that. They absolutely do, yeah. I had dogs. I don't remember them having babies. That's because they usually fall out and nobody cares, but I care. Well, where do they go? Usually in the carpet. How small are they? They're tiny. You want me? I go here. It's right here. Hold on. You know what? It's right here. Hold on. No, no, no. We believe you. Pause the. Nope. Nope. Pause the podcast. He's going to get his baby dog teeth. (laughs) Oh, man. That's why I I don't encourage him. Okay. It's not right here, but it's. yeah, they do happen. I don't know what the heck I did with that. I made this little, uh, um, like a treasure box thing of all these little things. And Social it media, there. Instagram, Twitter. We expect to see photos in the morning. Yeah, I'll do it. I will okay. open the I will open the case and show you the itty bitty tiny dog puppy tooth. Okay, do it on Wednesday. 
explains today. Oh, that's how I'll promote our own podcast. I'll say, hey, everybody, check out my puppy teeth. Oh, yeah, and listen to the uh, podcast, too. Right. <laughs> check out Reclaim Puppy Teeth Podcast. <laughs> Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> Dot com. Yeah. Tim, who are you watching? What am I watching? I am watching, I'm watching Bill look for dog teeth <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, well, I had, I had two dimension. Uh, one was a couple weeks ago. I, I got an email from uh, uh, someone in Japan. The channel name is uh, West Hill 2010, and uh, it's a, a new YouTuber, I guess, or someone that's trying to um, kind of get their thing going. And they're making like hairbrushes and these little things, and uh, and I was like, what? I don't really care about hairbrushes or whatever. But then I watched the videos, and it was really just uh, nice to see the the quality uh, of the product that they're making with very simple tools. Um, this this uh, I don't know if it's a if it's a man or a woman. Um, it, it, all you see in the videos are the, are the, the person's hands, and uh, but they just they they're using a drill and like an angle grinder, and they have like a lathe set up with that type of a thing, and they're just making these beautiful like little bamboo plates and hair brushes, and and it's just like that whole DIY like one on one like this is stuff. If you have an apartment, you don't have any place where you can make a lot of mess, and you want to make stuff, you can get a drill and this little angle grind you spend like 40 bucks on a vice to hold the drill in place and make stuff like this person it's just like kind of cool and, and i love that and um so that's uh that was the one channel i wanted to mention uh was west hill 2010 but then i have to throw a shout out to dave foss and uh dave's woodworks just because he just put his video out this week as a beautiful upcycle where he took a, a bunch of drawers and he made like a little storage place to go next to his table saw to keep just like you know dado stacks and and templates and stuff um, next to his table saw, which was handy. But he decided to, since he said he was inspired by me to do this upcycling thing, he decided to grab a bunch of my songs off of a recording or a record that I made about ten years ago, and he put a couple of my songs in the video, which I think is funny. So he like sparked uh, him, and plus I put this video up a couple weeks ago about about these this old CD I had that I have some upcycling plans to make something with, like, hundreds of these CDs. Uh, it's just sort of funny to, to me to see people, like, actually interested in, in this music I made, like, a decade ago. So he does the video, and then a couple of days later, he puts up, like, a picture on Facebook of him listening. He's like, hey, this actually isn't that bad. <laughs> he wrote about the record, which which uh, <laughs> made me smile, too. So I thought that was pretty cute. You, you uh, notice, Mr., uh, our buddy across the pond, Jamie Page, is definitely enjoying your album. That's right. He because of Dave, he went and downloaded my album now, and he saw the the hubbub, and he's enjoying it as well. And and uh, Joel Crawford, I think, is actually uh, just bought one as as we're, as we're speaking. Was uh, it? There was some other guy, I think, quite a while ago that bought one from you, uh, downloaded it from <laughs> iTunes. Uh, no, who might that's that have it. Been? No, no, that was it. No one else has. That guy was a real bro. <laughs> <laughs> Real bro. Self-sacrificing bro. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I Bill Bill Lewis was probably the first person to buy one since 2007. <laughs> He's a good man. Oh, you guys. Phil, what are you watching, Phil? <laughs> I am watching, speaking of bros, I am watching uh, an Instagram bro named Ty Mosier, uh, a.k.a. Mono Loco Workshop. Yeah. And... Uh, He's doing what I'd really like to be doing. He's making videos that, like, are all over the place. You know, like, he talks about, um, uh, let's see here. He's doing things like pens. He's turning. He's doing CNC stuff. He's doing uh, project videos. He's doing workshop videos. He's, like, he's huge. He's doing all the stuff that I want to be doing, and he does really great videos. Um, he's a super, super nice guy. Uh, we go back and forth on Instagram a lot, so that's really, really cool. And... Um, you know, and he's doing some cool CNC stuff that I'd like to be doing. Shout out to my friend Stu Morrison if you're listening. Hint, hint. And um, what else is he doing here? Just like really, really cool stuff. Really uh, polished videos and, and a lot of fun. And he's just a, a really nice guy. So, I'd Well, like he's doing well. like every woodworker's dream, recycling, reclaiming. He is cutting up his own slabs and milling it. Did you see? He's been doing that lately and posting pictures of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I saw Mr. that. Mr. Mosier. Look at my look at my mill machine, ha ha! No, it's actually it was really cool. He's got some big old slabs of maple, I think, that he's been cutting up that are just awesome. Yeah, huge ones, huge ones. Cool. So um, I think that we covered everything there. Our channels. I mentioned Instagram earlier. 
but at Phil Pinsky, Twitter at Phil Pinsky, and Jake and Emmy's dead on YouTube. Tim, you want to plug? Uh, I feel like since I'm selling my CD from 2007, I should mention my MySpace page. <laughs> uh, I'll hit you up on your Friendster also, right? We want to make sure that yeah. this is covered. I think that I, I, because I, I was, I had this idea like eight months ago. I might have even done it on the podcast before. I was gonna, I was gonna reinvigorate my MySpace page and start using it again. And I go in there and it's just so clunky and antiquated. I just get tired and I don't do it. So, um. I will. I will just plug my other social media stuff. Uh, you know, YouTube, Instagram. Just, just Google Tim Sway in whatever your social media. Oh wait, wait, wait. That's right. I'm supposed to be doing Snapchat now. I've Snapchatted pictures of Vance doing things, so you can go to my Snapchat, which is Tim Sway or whatever. That's it. You're doing a hell of a job promoting that uh, that Snapchat. By the way, it's Tim Sway or whatever. Find me, guys. Yeah. yeah well, it's it, it. You'll you'll figure it out. Make yeah. it I mean, easy. It's like, just Google me. That's that's all you gotta do. I am Tim Sway. Just Google me. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know how to say this, but I'm I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> hey, you're, you're a big deal to me, pal. <laughs> no, I just I really it's everything's under Tim Sway. I just don't know. Like sometimes it's an underscore. I don't really know. So, you know, well, I, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say something I haven't said in a while, and that is my YouTube channel is William Lutz. And if you haven't seen my videos, I'm going to ask you to go watch them now because by the time you're done watching all 12 videos that I previously made, I may have another one waiting for you when you're done. Ooh. That's right. I'm going to be – I'm soon, boys, soon. Okay. But other than that, you can um, find me at uh, reclaimedaudio. Oh, wait. We're on – okay, yeah. I just It's me. It's Bill. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> Guys, uh, contact us for show topics, comments, questions, suggestions, whatever, at uh, Reclaimed Audio on Twitter, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com if you want to drop us an email. Um, on iTunes, please leave us a review. It would really, really help. I see that guys are leaving reviews, and it's really great. I think we're up to 70-something reviews, so thank you so much. Mm. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. I can't stress this one enough. Um, it really, really helps to get your support on Patreon, and, uh, you know, a buck, two bucks, three bucks, whatever it is, it really goes a long way, and we'd appreciate it. Oh, oh! Before I forget, real quick too, there's going to be um, a couple of buttons and and reclaimed audio stickers. <laughs> Tim's flashing the Jimmy at me again. Ah! Uh, there's going to be some buttons and stickers getting out in the mail soon. And also, Mike Fulton, if you're listening, I'll get you one of my stickers as well. So quit yelling at me. I'm a sensitive man. <laughs> Love you, everybody. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Be good.